Joshua Santiago grew up in North Philadelphia, and due to his circumstances growing up, was no stranger to the world of addiction and homelessness. Following the lead of the only examples he knew, Joshua says he ended up in a lot of trouble. But it wasn't until he followed his passion and went to barbering school that he found his true calling and a desire to be of service. Joshua's experience with those close to him who struggled with addiction and homelessness in his youth turned out to be the greatest tool of inspiration for the incredible, compassionate work he now does with the homeless community in Philadelphia. He is hands down one of the greatest examples I've ever come across of someone who is putting compassion into action. You can follow his work on his Instagram account, empoweringcuts underscore, and be sure to tap on the icon at the top of his account that says raw footage. There you will find the powerfully raw and emotional interviews of the beautiful homeless community that he serves. His work is powerful and his mission is important. I'm grateful to be able to share his story with you. So let's take a listen. So you are a barber by trade, but the real work you're doing is in these interactions that you have with the homeless population here in the Philly area. You're not only offering them free cuts, but you're going beyond that. You're facilitating a deeply compassionate experience for these people. Before we get into this incredible work that you're doing, I'm wondering if you don't mind taking us back a little bit and telling us about your childhood and where you grew up. Okay, so... I grew up in the North Philadelphia section, um, Huntington Park to be exact. And um, growing up, it was rough. You know, I came from a family that really didn't have much. My family was wrapped around a lot of drug addiction. My dad, he was an alcoholic slash drug addict. And my mom, she was never in my life. My mom, she was a drug addict, prostitute, alcoholic. She was just everything. And she's homeless also, you know. So I just feel like growing up at a very young age, I had a fun for myself. Well, me and my brother had a fun for ourselves because my father, he was there physically, but financially he wasn't there. And emotionally, he was extremely abusive. Yeah, growing up, growing up was rough. Growing up was rough. I stood in trouble not only with my dad and family, I stood in trouble in school. And I feel like that came from the lack of attention that I was getting at home. I wasn't getting no attention at home. So I would go to school and I would act out and I would get attention from teachers and I would get attention from students. And I would get all of this attention from these people, which made me continue to keep on acting out until I got expelled from school and got sent to a disciplinary school at a very young age. From there, it was just, you know, it, it was, I, I was lost. I stood in and out of, like, juvenile detention centers as a, as, as a child. I was just lost. I didn't have no sense of direction. I really didn't have no role model at the time. My brother, I, I want to say my brother, he probably was my role model, but he wasn't a positive role model, you know? He was, uh, uh, he, he used to, you know, sell drugs and, you know, he would come home with lots of money. And at that age, you know, all of that stuff was just tempted because that was the only role model that I really had in my life. And so you knew yeah. no other way. That's who you were looking up to. Yeah, for sure. Because my dad, you know, my dad, he worked at a warehouse getting paid extremely minimum wage. And um, he wouldn't support us financially at all. So you were just left to fend for yourself. For sure. 
What was it that ultimately led you to barber school? Like, how did that happen? So barbering is something I always wanted to do. My dad, it's crazy because, mind you, as I said, we, we came from nothing. We, we didn't have nothing. So my dad, he would actually cut our hair. But he would, like, jack our hair up every time. Like, he would jack us up every time. <laughs> so my brother was like, yo, like, I'm tired of him jacking us up. So I'm going to learn how to cut hair. So after a while, my brother started practicing on me. And my brother used to jack me up, too, but it wasn't as bad as my dad, you know? It wasn't as bad as my dad. So my brother started getting good, and I just knew at that moment that that's something that I wanted to do. As I said, my brother was a, was my role model. So since at that time he was doing a little barbering and he was cutting hair and stuff like that, that's just something that I wanted to do. And there's a lot of things in the way of me actually reaching that. But yeah, once I reached it and I went to barber school, I was extremely proud of myself, you know? As you should be. I mean, especially just all the adversity you had stacked against you to get you there. It sounds like even as a child, you were just ambitious to find something, you know, some way to make your way through it. And I understand it was the experience, um, an experience you had in barber school that first introduced you to giving cuts to the homeless, right? What was it about that experience that really inspired you? So my barber instructor, what he used to do was he used to take us to shelters. That's how we learned how to cut hair. And my barber instructor method was basically, listen, we're going to go inside these shelters. We're going to give back to the homeless by providing these free services. But at the same time, y'all practicing. And I just thought that the method was uh, awesome. You know, it was amazing. So... That's what led to it. The fact that I was able to bless somebody with a haircut and the most important part, engage in a conversation with these people, it was priceless to me. It meant more than me to be able to provide somebody with this free service than to actually receive money for it, you know? Right, right. I feel like it all stems back from my childhood, you know, and me trying to figure out addiction in general. So I was able to drill people that were sitting in my chair with questions yeah. And from that experience, you were inspired to start doing more work with the homeless. For sure. Traveling throughout the city and just doing pop-up style barber sessions for the homeless. And you've been on this mission for over a year now, right? Yes. Can you tell us what a typical day looks like for you? How you set up and approach the homeless and offer them cuts? Okay. So a majority of the time, if I see like a crowd of homeless people, it's me just parking my car on the street. And mind you, my setup it's like uh, I could plug up to my car. So I usually plug up to my car and I'll get out the car and I'll ask these guys like, hey, do y'all want a free haircut? The majority of them is like, what are you talking about? How are you going to cut my hair out here? <laughs> I have the plug up. I could cut your hair. And the majority of the time I pass out flyers to these individuals and they're like, sure, we'll wait for a cut. They'll start probably a line of like two or three people. And by the time... I look at the line, it's probably like 20, 30 people on that line, you know? That's incredible. Yeah, for sure. The truth is, you're all over the city. Like, you're not just in downtown Center City. You visit some of the city's, you know, most crime-filled and drug-affected areas um, offering your services. And you're not just giving cuts. You're also setting up a camera and interviewing these people, offering them an opportunity to really be seen and heard. When I first came across your work and started watching your Instagram videos, I seriously was blown away. And honestly, like even just talking to you, it gets me emotional because I just think that 
what you're doing is powerful on a human level. Like it's just powerful. And in fact, you call it humanizing the homeless, right? I just love that. And in watching your videos, it's heart wrenching to hear some of these stories of what circumstances led people into homelessness. Many of them grew up in circumstances as kids that never could have allowed them a fair chance at adult life, right? Or they were led there by the the result of addiction, Um, you know, whether it be their own addiction or their parents' addiction. And either way, through your interviews, you can see the pain and the the deep yearning to be cared for and respected as human beings. And really, it's amazing to watch how clearly your compassion towards them allows them to open up. Like you're showing up with a compassionate listening ear and giving them your time and your heart, and you're letting them know that they're cared for. Really, it just it moves me so much to watch those videos and it. I've been hooked ever since, you know, I watch everything you do because I just am so inspired by it. And I'm wondering what inspired you to start filming the stories? Like what inspired you to take it another step? I think there's a couple of people in Philadelphia that do free haircuts for the homeless and free haircuts for the less fortunate. I'm not the only one in Philadelphia. Um, We've got a couple of nonprofits that's wrapped around giving out free haircuts. So I just felt like going into it, I needed to do something different that a lot of people wasn't doing. So obviously I wanted to do the free haircuts, but I also wanted to incorporate their stories because it's not nobody that's really doing that, you know? And just being able to learn about these people. And one of the questions that I always ask them is, how was your childhood like growing up? Because I know how childhood was like for me growing up. So I would ask them that question. It'll be a lot of similar you know, a lot of similar responses and a lot of people are unfortunate. Like it's it's just crazy how drug addiction, like you really got to understand drug addiction. And you have that unique background for better or worse that you saw a family member struggle through addiction. Right. And I'm sure you probably had other people in your life maybe that, you've seen struggle with it too. But I think that that has a lot to do with the level of compassion that you bring to the table when you're interviewing these people. And I know from my experience with interviewing people, um, you know, I'm interviewing patients who are facing a life-threatening illness and their family members who have sadly had to watch this happen to their loved one. And sometimes it can be a daunting task to get somebody to really open up in front of a camera and be authentic, you know, but what I found is that it's showing up in that compassionate way and meeting someone where they're at and saying like, you know, I'm here to listen. Everybody, especially in those kind of circumstances who are dealing with, I mean, homelessness, like you're just, I would imagine you feel like you're hopeless. Having somebody show up and just say like, I want to hear you out. I think that that's got to be, you know, life changing for some of these people. Yeah. And I just think it's incredible what you're doing. How would you say this experience has changed you? You know, how does it affect you to to do this, offer this for them? I think that it changed me a lot. A lot of times I would get, like, mind you, like, I interview a lot of people in the North Philadelphia section, Kensington section to be exact. So every time I go to Kensington, everybody knows me. Like, literally, the whole homeless community knows me by name. And I know a majority of them by name also. And I think that that's the beauty of it. You know, 
I could see somebody panhandling. I could sit there and I could stop and I could talk to them because a majority of these people is people that I interviewed before and people that I engage in conversation with on a daily basis. Literally, I'd be feeling like, damn, like this family right here, you know, like this is really family. And you keep showing up for them. I think that's a powerful part of it, too, is that (laughs) you're not just stopping by a neighborhood and saying, like, I'm here to offer you a cut and you may never see me again. Like these people know you because they trust you and they trust that you're going to continue to help us. You're not just showing up to say, like, look at this good work I'm doing. I think that's also something that's really inspiring and so cool about you is that if people follow you, it's really clear that you're not doing this to say, like, look at this great thing that I'm doing for other people. You're showing up and you're doing this every day and selflessly. Your true mission is awareness, obviously, but and just to be of service to this homeless community. But you've got bigger dreams and goals for this project, right? For sure. Can you tell us about your GoFundMe and you know what you're raising funds for? Yeah, so the GoFundMe, the purpose of the GoFundMe account was basically to raise funds so we could transform this camper that I purchased into a mobile barbershop. So regardless of the weather, we got somewhere that we could cut hair and possibly interview people inside of this little camper when it's raining, when it's snowing, you know, hot days and stuff like that. We just got somewhere that we could actually still do it because some days is easier than others. At times, I probably go out like three times, four times a week. And sometimes it's harder than others because of the weather. It's extremely hot or it's raining. And that's the stuff that I just don't want to stop me from actually going out there. That's awesome. So people can give donations that will help facilitate you, you know, operating this mobile home and being able to be there all the time and not be hindered by the weather. That's that's awesome. And I know this isn't easy in any way for you to accomplish. Like you are, you're an Uber driver, right? You've got other clientele, I'm sure, that people whose hair you're cutting. When you do this homeless work, that's 100%. You're not getting paid to do that. And I'm wondering if there's one thing you could share with my listeners about the importance of following your heart and your passion to make a difference, no matter what the obstacles are. I think it's extremely important to follow your passion. And I say that because regardless of everything that I've ever been through in life, I feel like ever since I picked up this passion, my life has changed has changed drastically. I feel like at times it could be extremely discouraging at times, but I push through every single day because I got a lot of people that depend on me, you know? And besides like that, I just feel like there's a lot of success stories behind me interviewing these people also. I got a couple of people that follow me on Instagram that have houses now that literally were homeless a year ago or a couple of months ago. And these people actually have houses now. Like I have some guy named Peter that's supposed to be coming over today to my house for dinner. And he's coming over with his girlfriend. And I remember this guy when he literally I was interviewing this guy probably um, last summer. And he was telling me how one of his dreams was to one day own a flower shop. So the fact that I talk to this guy every day, I check on this guy every day. But not only am I checking on him, I'm checking on his girlfriend to both make sure that they're both okay. And um, I think there's a lot of, you know, 
it, it could be extremely emotional, but I just feel like it's stories like that that really keep me pushing because there's a lot of people. And I mean, it's probably like five people, six people tops that I still engage with in conversations with that they're not homeless no more. Like they're doing way better. And they thank me a million times. Thank you, Josh. I really appreciate it. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it was because of you. Why? You know, and I just feel like that's what keeps me going. Like, right. That's what keeps me going. And I feel like I got this other relationship with some guy named Tony. And Tony, he was homeless for a very long time. And then Tony ended up um, meeting this guy that owned a box truck. And the guy would let Tony sleep in the back of the box truck from time to time. And Tony was happy with that because he wasn't sleeping out on the street, but he was still sleeping inside of a box truck, in the back of a box truck. And Tony, I saw him not too long ago. Tony gained a lot of weight. And I'm like, bro, you look good. And I just feel like it's just stuff like that. It makes me so happy. It's awesome because, well, recently I've been focused on the question of like, how can we best put compassion into action? I think about it a lot and I'm personally always trying to find ways that I can achieve that. And really, that's what I'm so inspired by and what you're doing, because I think you're by far the greatest example I've seen of someone who is putting compassion into action. Like I said, you're not just showing up and giving a haircut. You're forming relationships with these people and you're showing up and saying, like, I care about you. I care about seeing you get out of this circumstance and following through like this many years later with people having this guy over for dinner like that. Seriously, that's amazing. And it's so clear that your heart is in it to change people's lives. I can't thank you enough for what you're doing because you're inspiring so many other people to just tap into something in their own way that can help people. You know, it might not be showing up and doing haircuts for homeless people, but I think hearing your story can inspire in somebody the drive to use their own talents in some way to show up for people like that. And that's really what this whole conversation on this podcast is about is like, how can we do things to make a difference in the world in our own unique way? And how can we show up for other people in this compassionate way? And I think you're just seriously doing amazing work. And I wish you like the best of luck. So what I'll do is I'm going to add links to this episode. Everybody will know where to find you and how to follow along. But maybe if you just want to tell us real quick, your Instagram account, I know you have. And then also what the GoFundMe page, um, how we can find that too. Okay. My Instagram account name is Empowering Cuts, E-M. P-O-W-E-R-I-N-G-S, cut, C-U-T-S, um, underscore. And the link to the GoFundMe account is in the bio. And the goal is to raise $5,000. That's the goal. I think we probably raised on the GoFundMe account, we probably raised about like 300 I think 400 300 400 something like that. So, you know, every day, we're pushing every day. Well, that's what we're going to do our best is to try and get the word out there and get you to that goal for sure. For starters, let's start there because I think that your work is important and everybody should be supporting it and getting behind you, especially here in the Philly area. So Joshua, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. 
You're welcome. If you enjoyed this episode of the Be The Good podcast, please like, comment, and share. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts or your favorite Google Play app. And be sure to follow me on Instagram for daily inspiration at be.thegood. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember that we can all find our own way to be the good. Mm